This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 12, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. The United States is slouching toward Europe, according to European Parliament member Daniel Hannan. And Europe has nothing to teach the United States about robust economic growth, the rule of law, and basic liberty. Hannan is author of the new book, The New Road to Serfdom, A Letter of Warning to Americans. He spoke at the Cato Institute September 29th. If you look at the policies being pursued by your current rulers... They amount to a comprehensive strategy of Europeanization. They are not a series of random initiatives that have been lashed together accidentally. They all trend in the same direction. European healthcare, European welfare, European tax levels, European unemployment rates, and of course, inevitably, uh, with that, European carbon taxes, European foreign policy, European disarmament. This is a sustained attempt to change the character of the republic into something else. And let me tell you, my friends, I know what that something else is. I know better than most people, because I have been working in the European Parliament for 11 years now. I am living in your future. And believe me, you're not going to like it. Think of me as that guy in the H.G. Wells story who comes from the future and says, no, no, don't do it, there's still time, turn aside. That's me. Because, yes, of course, in the short term, all sorts of European things are defensible. You know, as I say, paternity leave and long vacations, what's not to like? But in the long term, reality imposes itself. And you can't carry on sustaining this level of uh, what they call the European model, the old mixed uh, capitalist system, in a world when the main competition is coming from China and India. Now... The founders, I think, knew what they were doing when they put Congress in Article 1 of your Constitution before the presidency. And, of course, it's going to be up to you uh, next month to decide whether to carry on in that direction. But be under no uh, illusion about what the eventual destination will be. The U.S., if it carries on down this road, will become less American... And by less American, I mean less prosperous and less independent and less free. It will be more like the rest of the world, which, of course, will be your problem, but it will be our problem too. Why do I come and say these things as a British politician? Why do I come and lord the constitutional model that was born out of a revolt against the British crown? I'm occasionally asked that question in Britain. Why are you trying to Americanize our system? Why do you want the sheriffs and the open primaries and all of these things? And my answer is, well, where do you think that the American founders got their inspiration from? They didn't just dream these things up in a vacuum while while having tea one morning, because they still drank tea in those days. This was pre-1773. They were drawing on developed English constitutional theory and, more to the point, English constitutional practice. They were developing on the... They were drawing on the, 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 the Cato letters uh, which inspired the building that we're standing in now. The propositions that actuated the original Tea Parties, the 1773 Tea Parties, would have been cheerfully endorsed by the vast majority of people in Great Britain at the time. Taxes should not be raised without popular consent. The executive should be answerable to the legislature. People should be free of confiscatory or uh, arbitrary confiscation. And there should be elected office holders rather than what in those days we called uh, crown placemen. Nowadays in Britain we call quangocrats. In other words, uh, appointed 
but unelected agents of the state. Which brings me to my country's present tragedy. The grievances that were laid against the British crown by your patriot leaders 200 years ago turned out not to be true. Britain didn't develop into an autocracy. It carried on uh, shifting towards a democratic system. But they are coming true today. As we have handed power to the European Union and as we have shifted power from elected representatives to unelected functionaries, the fears that actuated the revolutionary leaders are belatedly being realized. How aptly we could apply the phrases from your Declaration of Independence to our current constitutional dispensation. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. What a perfect description of the growth of bureaucracy in contemporary Europe. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws. What a perfect description of the European constitution imposed on us, despite all three parties promising us a referendum that they then failed to deliver. So you can imagine, my friends, how I feel as a British patriot brought up in that tradition, seeing in this part of the world liberties thriving that are withering in the ancestral country when I see those same freedoms being abandoned here. It's a bit like, you know, there, was those, uh, there were those varieties of, of grape that were exported to California, and then they only survived in California when phylloxera wiped out the ancestral vines in Europe. In a similar way, I look at the institutions of the US, and I think here is one place where British freedoms are surviving in a way that would have been understood by those Homeric figures of the British Parliament in the 18th century. But if you give up on them, then truly the world will be a darker and quieter place. There is still an alternative. We can still create a bond of free peoples dedicated to democracy, to independence, and to the control of our governments. You are extraordinarily fortunate to have a system that puts you in the driving seat. I was asked by a British journalist this afternoon, why is there no British Tea Party? Is it because all these kooky Americans have this peculiar obsession with low taxes? And I said, well, it's because they have open primaries. There was a poll by the World Service, the BBC World Service on Sunday. In 22 countries, people were asked, should the deficit be closed by higher taxes or by lower spending? In 21 of the 22 countries, people overwhelmingly said, by lower spending. Right? So the US is in line with not just Britain, but Brazil and Pakistan and everyone else. Egypt was the only exception. They were the only ones who wanted more taxes. Now, why then is there this peculiar phenomenon here? Because people have not been habituated to being ignored you still have a political system where the candidates are chosen by the country at large rather than being imposed by party leaderships. And therefore, people still have a belief with all its imperfections that elections matter and that they can change the destiny of the country by casting their ballots. I'm afraid that sense, more than any of the others, is the one that has withered in Europe as a result of European integration and the decaffeination of the voting, the act of voting, the, the disempowerment of our parliaments. 
If we had open primaries, we'd have all sorts of good ideas coming in in the United Kingdom. But if you give up on them here, if you give up on the, 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 the model which its opponents call populism, but which I think of as democracy, i.e. doing what people want, you know, <laughs> a politician reflecting the opinion of his constituents, shock horror, then truly all of us will have lost something. So I'd like to leave time for questions, but let me end with a heartfelt imprecation from a British conservative who loves his country to Americans who still believe in theirs. Honor the vision of your founders. Respect the most sublime constitution devised by human intelligence. Never be afraid to speak to and for the soul of this nation, of which, by good fortune and God's grace, you are privileged to be part. Daniel Hannon is author of the new book, The New Road to Serfdom. He spoke at the Cato Institute September 29th. You can watch his full speech at our YouTube channel, username Cato Institute Video, or visit our website, cato.org.